No my hiding my key Dan Hawtuck and welcome to the panel of RNZ National. Now uh, just an update on eroding here. State Highway 35 between Orquito and Ruatoria is currently open. The road will close at 5 p.m. this evening. Inspections will be undertaken tomorrow morning and provided no significant issues are found. The road will reopen at 7 a.m. Coming up, National's law and order policy was outlined in the weekend. A clampdown on judges giving discounts of more than 40% on criminal sentences and getting rid of cultural reports and putting more people in jail if need be. We discussed just after four today. What are New Zealand's pothole provinces? Find out here. And teachers are pushing back against the open plan classroom. Uh, says one principal, this kind of hot disking and sitting on bean bags and whatnot is really distressing for the kids. And a mini golf fight for survival. You can not have a town without mini golf. What will you do? And the song whisperer today, you guess the lyrics, we give you the song. Here it is. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. Text me. 2101. <laughs> Oh, James, gosh, you make me laugh. James Elliott, he's... Uh, Just messing a, with my head yeah, now. You're, you're messing with mine, too. <laughs> English language teacher and consultant columnist at Newsroom. Kia James, I think you know it, don't you? I'm, I'm working my way to yeah. it. I'm working so my way to those it. those, again, we're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. Also, Alexia Russell, freelance journalist, filling in for the detail. Kia ora, Alexia. Kia ora. Uh, by the way, you can text me, 2101, and email the panel at rnz.co.nz. And if you miss Friday's show, you can listen to the panel on iHeart on Apple, on Spotify. Now, that's, that, that Friday story we had uh, riveting. The, uh, the first reporter to travel to see the Titanic and his ship submersible collided with the 21-ton propeller. If you didn't hear that story, go back and listen to it on the panel. Uh, but uh, to this, you may be in a cafe ordering your plant milk latte. There may be a little Trinity Roots, some local dub on the stereo. Could be a bit of Reb Fountain, maybe some Dave Dobbin if you're lucky. And there's a basic rule. If you are playing music to the public, the artists you are playing, they need to be paid. We might take it for granted, uh, you know, our music and hairdressers, cafes, etc., but it does come with a cost. And One Music chases restaurants, cafes to pay for their background tunes. Greer Davies is One Music Director. Kia ora, Greer. Kia ora, Wallace. Explain how the royalty from cafe process works. Sure. Um, One Music is the face of two music rights organisations in New Zealand, one's APRA and one's Recorded Music New Zealand. And they established One Music in 2013 as their joint licensing initiative. So businesses who play music, like cafes, the bars, the shops, hairdressers, gyms, uh, all need permission or a licence from music creators. One Music grants that licence to those businesses for that business to then enjoy playing as much music as they like for their enjoyment and their customers' enjoyment. I bet there will be a few... I mean, there are a lot of cafes in New Zealand, Greer. I bet there are a few cafes <laughs> who, are in, who are in the dark about this or decide just to play the music anyway. Yeah, I mean, a lot are and a lot aren't, and we're continually... Uh, contacting cafe business owners uh, 
to emphasise the importance of supporting the creators who play or make the music that we love for those cafes to play. Fair enough, Alexia. Oh, absolutely. They should. And it's not that much, is it? How much is it, girl? No, I mean, it could be maybe $500 a year. It's dependent on the size of the business and in the public area and the metered squares. So it's part of doing business, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. But can I ask you a question, though? What happens if the cafe decides to play some radio station that has a lot of music and not much mm. talk? Yeah, saying they still need a licence to, to play that music. Is that a double dip, though, because the radio station presumably has already paid for the music? Yeah, and the radio, like most streaming services, is creating music to be used in a domestic or a private business, not for when it's used in public. And that's when it shifts into the in-public um, space that permission's required. So it's kind of like your, your multi-Sky licences for Sky TV? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, James. Yeah. Well, obviously the royalties should be collected. My issue is if I could su- submit a playlist to the supermarket for the same time every Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Because there's nothing quite so sad as walking around and hearing the music that you thought was so vital and so energetic in your youth, and then they're playing it in a supermarket. It just, it just makes you feel sad. So I'd like to submit my own playlist if I can. Here's a wonderful listener, Greer. Do I have to pay to stream the panel in my cafe? <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> well, it depends if you're going to play that song with the lyrics that you mentioned at the beginning. Um, <laughs> Tell me, is it hard to get... How, how do you police it, by the way? Do you, do you walk in with a, a kind of a, a beige overcoat on into a cafe and you just order a coffee and then go, hmm? No, I mean, we're, the, the team are constantly contacting business owners to explain why they may need a licence if they're playing music. And we try and work collaborative, collaboratively sorry, with um, business owners to just educate them, for them to understand that the people that created the music, especially in New Zealand, are small businesses, just like their business. What's the uptake, Greer, once people have been explained the background? Uh, it's a piece of admin that they have to do, so that might take a little bit of time, but generally there's an understanding. What I'm thinking is that you're saying it's part of business, Alexia, but $500 is not nothing to a tiny cafe's bottom line. In fact, some might say that's a fair bit of money just to play some music in a cafe that really most people wouldn't even notice. Look, it's just, it's just like buying a, a coffee table. It's like buying chairs. It's like buying decorations for the cafe. It's like the ambience that you create. It's it's like the pictures you have hung on hang on the wall. But hang on, aren't you promoting their music? Oh, this, this sh- has got a familiar line. Oh, look, can we use your material? Um, and huh. we won't pay you, but it'll be really good yeah. promotion yeah. for if you. I'm Please. playing, Greer, if I'm playing <laughs> Dave Dobbin... In my very, very busy cafe... Who doesn't really need any more promotion. He, <laughs> he should be paying me. Oh, classic. Well, he deserves to be paid for that, that work. Now, I mean, it's different from when you're creating it to when you're a really established artist. But either way, that right still exists, and those creators deserve to be paid for their contribution. I was just harkening back to that. Can you do it for free? It's great profile. Yeah. Yeah. Can, you, can you MC this gig? We can't pay you, but yeah. it'll be so good for your yeah. profile. Yeah. 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 The, the, Cost of the business. Bane of every freelancer. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, just finally, uh, uh, Greer, are, are most cafes on board with this? 
Uh, most are, and then we are just continually contacting cafes as we come across them. Cafe owners submit license agreements to us. It's not always us contacting them, so it's a two-way street. Are there many that don't play any sort of music but just have quiet cafes? Yeah, there are. There are some that choose not to play music, and you know we all know the value of music and what it can do for a business, and so we encourage them to, but equally if that's their decision, that's their decision. Nice to be on the program, Greer. Kia That's uh, One Music Director, Greer Davies there. Uh, just a flash through here. Uh, the government is providing up to $5 million to the liquidators of Ruapehu Alpine Lifts to ensure that this year's ski season can go ahead. Uh, so the ski season is to go ahead. The government will provide up to $5 million to the Ruapehu uh, Alpine, Alpine lifts to ensure that the 2023 ski season can go ahead and that'll time, it'll allow time for liquidators to decide on the purchaser or purchasers of the business and its assets. So interesting. There you go. All right, time for I've been thinking. Alexia Russell. This morning in Auckland, believe it or not, it was an absolutely beautiful day. <laughs> you would not believe it looking out of the window. But I was walking along Milford Beach with my mum. And it just occurred to me, uh, hark back to a podcast I did last week about the Niagara. Now, the Niagara is a World War II ship that was sunk at the entrance to Auckland Harbour, German mines. It's been sitting there ever since, 83 years. It, um, it, we are now at, at what we're calling peak leak. So all these ships that were sunk in World War II, the corrosion now has got to a state where where everything will leak out of it. The the ships are breaking down. Now this, so I did a podcast on it. This is not a new story. It's been around for years and years and years. People have written about it for years. Mike White from Stuff has done some brilliant articles about it. Um, the first letter warning about the potential trouble was 33 years ago by Keith Gordon, who had a licence to salvage. There's five bar, bars of gold down there too, by the way. Um, but there's also possibly an awful lot of oil, more than three times as much as the Rena had on it. Oh, good grief. Now, the government, governments have been warned and warned and warned about this, and they cannot, and Maritime Safety has, has presented cases to spend money or to do a survey mm. just to find out how bad the situation is. Is it going to go tomorrow? Is there no oil left? Is it all leaked out? They need to know how much. Or that beautiful beach that I was walking on this morning, I was just imagining it covered in oil with it, you know, having to pick up little... Birds and Are you birds saying to me there may well there there may because there may well be either just a very very slow leak or a catastrophic collapse? Yeah, it is, there is a very it has been slow leaking since it went down. There's a, st- a steady stream of oil coming out of it, small amounts. But yes, we we may be looking at a sudden. A sudden corrosion event, or or a storm comes, or an earthquake comes, and it's so corroded, the hull cracks apart where the oil is. It may happen. It may happen tomorrow. It may not happen. But the thing is, they need to spend about a million bucks to do a survey to find out. And can the government find that money? It appears not. Okay, so 33 years, has it, has there been any government tra- traction on this at all? There's been, um, well, Keith Gordon was telling me about the, the Hauraki Gulf Marine Forum is now deeply involved in this and trying to push, make a big push for it because it, it is at a crucial time. But yes, there's been um, 
various meetings with ministers. Keith was saying the typical pattern is that they get someone on board, they get in at the next election, the minister changes, they've got to do this whole process all over again. Some are interested, some aren't. Yeah, they've had no traction with actual putting money, cabinet putting the money there. And they have got to do this soon. It's really, it's crazy. Imagine if it happened and the repercussions... For for the sake of a million dollars, they could have stopped it happening. Where is it exactly? Where is it? It's it's off Bremhead, okay. so it's two nautical miles inside the Auckland um, Maritime Golf area. It, the the Germans, the German ship at the start of World War One two snuck into Auckland and laid mines over the over the entrance of the harbour. It's a story, isn't it? Yeah. No. Well, okay, very good. Uh, by the way, very good uh, episode of the detail that you can go uh, and check it. Where can, where can you check it? Uh, on RNZ's pay podcast page or any other, any podcast platform. Award-winning, the detail. Yep. That's right, <laughs> award-winning detail. Yep. Very good, enough of that. All right, James <laughs> Elliott, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about death, Wallace, and I went to a funeral recently, and the job that my wife and I had was to leave pretty quickly after the funeral to go back to the family home of some family friends to set up for people who would be coming. And we pulled up alongside at the lights, and my wife said to me, oh, there's Bob. And that was actually Bob in the hearse beside us on wherever he he was going to. And maybe think the days of the funeral cortege, the slow motion travelling to the the funeral. It seems to me that's a thing of the past, but I can remember that being quite a, a feature of a feature of suburban life, that you would see the slow procession of the cars in the cortege, and I can't think the last time I've seen one. So Our please, listeners will know. 2101, <laughs> did you have or have you taken part in a cortege? There's plenty going on around my place, except they usually involve a lot of motorbikes, a police, heavy police presence, right, uh, right. people hanging out of their cars. It doesn't really go with cortege, does it? <laughs> it <though>? still is. <laughs> Sometimes you see, I mean, I saw one in Bigdale the other week, uh, it's just everyone with their lights on, their car's lights on, so I presume that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah okay, very good. Uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, social phenomenon that of the lack of the cortege. Anyway, uh, a lot on um, playing music in cafes. Just another overhead for the owner to take in with the rest of the leeches, says someone. How about a radio playing music on a building site or at a picnic fundraiser or at a sausage sizzle? Lots of uh, discussion on that. Uh, you are on the panel, Monday's panel. It is wonderful to have you here. We are with Alexia Russell and James Elliott. Do stay with us.